0: Welcome to the Wavelength Podcast, celebrating Waverley College and its students, past and present. Welcome, I'm Michael Yeager, Class of 91, and joining me in the studio is Craig Bush-Markham, Class of 90. G'day, Craig.
1: G'day, Yags, Great to be here. And I tell you what, off the back of a smashing success, our first episode with, uh, of course, two fantastic interviews. Bill Healy, we want to thank him for giving up his time talking on behalf of of former Waverley College great and Rooster great Des O'Reilly, and it was really, really good to catch up with Grant Hyde and talk about what he's up to, and he's an, an esteemed author. Absolutely, and of course, with episode two, we'll be having a chat with outgoing head of
0: college Ray Paxton after seven years, and talking to him about his legacy. We'll also have uh, have a quick chat with Philo Sullivan, an absolute doyen of the college. But first, um, we're going to have a look at the official opening and blessing of the Cosgrove Centre on Friday, the 18th of November. His Excellency uh, Sir Peter Cosgrove, Governor-General of Australia and old boy, joined us at the college to unveil the new Technical Applied Studies building.
1: What a huge day it was for the school and what a great honour for both the college and a great honour for Sir Peter Cosgrove, it was His Excellency, I should say, uh, Major General, uh, Sir Peter Cosgrove. It's it's a bit of a tongue twister and lucky I did two-unit English to get that one through. But I can tell you, uh, you know, amazing day for the college and amazing day for him. Certainly was, and Bush, we have a little snippet
0: of what he had to say on the day.
2: I hurried back here, Lynn and I did, because uh, we were very eager to be here for this naming. I am enormously honoured that you've sought to name uh, an important new part of Waverley College in my name. I've only ever had one other thing named, or two things. There was a, uh, a greyhound... Called General Cosgrave. It raced in Country Victoria. And after a while we didn't hear anything more of it. So I suspect it's not around anymore, but there was one other thing which was the high dependency unit of an aged care facility uh, way out up at Narrabeen, was named after me. And If you think about that, that's where people sometimes, often, spend their last years. And I was reflecting when I was reading about this wonderful centre, many millions of dollars worth of investment, how this school, which started in 1903, with a limited, understandably limited syllabus at that time basically revolving around the three R's. It got to a point where this school offers more courses, different courses, than any other school in New South Wales. And that is a sign of a vibrant living entity, an organism that reinvents itself. So. If you were thinking of going to another school, you'd first check what Waverley had on the syllabus to see if that's something that was of interest to you. I want to congratulate the whole school community and all those people whose advice it has sought, whose support the school community has invoked for this great success. And I'd like to say to them congratulations. Well done. That restless energy has not yet been quenched. It's just mildly satisfied now. It's girding itself for what no doubt will be the next exciting episode in the Waverley College journey. So Lynn and I thank you very much indeed for the honour you have done me, but also our family name in having this part of Waverley's journey now bearing the name of the Cosgrove Centre. I thank you for the honour and I look forward to participating further uh, in the blessing and the plaque unveiling to come. Virtus no Billy
1: I'll tell you what, Yags, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, what a great honour it is for the school and uh, His Excellency Sir Peter Cosgrove, but... Uh, it was amazing to hear that he had a greyhound named after him, uh, amongst other things. So he must be very proud of that. I think there's a few people at Waverley College that like to have a greyhound named after them.
0: That's right. And it was interesting, he, he he made mention of how broad a subject range was available at the college. And of course, uh, Peter Cosgrove is just a classic example of an all-rounder
1: who's, uh, who's gone on to uh, to do his best. He's an impressive man, that's for sure. And I tell you, the signature finish, and it's right through the Waverley College culture, is the uh, Veritas Sola Nobilitat Uh, struck a chord with me because, you know, it just brings back those fond memories. Angelus uh, was spoken of every day at school over the loudspeaker and uh, just some of the things, the the quirky things, if you will, that you remember school for.
0: That's right. You you can see he has a real uh, enduring uh, passion and fondness for for the college. So it, it it was a great day. You're on the Wavelength Podcast brought to you by Radio Hub and the Old Boys Union. When we come back, our interview with head of college, Ray Paxton. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast, episode two. On the line, we have uh, Head of College Ray Paxton, who finishes up uh, at the end of 2016. Uh, welcome, Ray. G'day. How are you going? Very well, thanks. Of course, I've got Craig Bushmarkham with me uh, in, in, in the studio. Ray, um, first of all, uh, congratulations. You've, you've got your, your new appointment with Edmund Rice Education Australia. We'd like to talk to you, though, about the, the seven years you've had with um, with the college, um, I mean, to begin with, you were the first lay head of college. That's a, a significant uh, uh, achievement in, in its own right.
3: Yeah. Um, I suppose when I saw the ad for the job, you know, seven or eight years ago, um, it was something which appealed to me, The first being the first lay head, because I knew there'd be a significant uh, amount to do in terms of leadership of the mission of the college, you know, helping communities to understand that, you know, that we need to move forward from the brother's um, leading the college and that um, lay people would now be the people who do that. And uh, it, it's a big, it was a big challenge, but one of, the, one of the main ones I really wanted to embrace.
0: Absolutely. And, and Ray, one, one thing I've noticed uh, just, just working with the college uh, via the Old Boys Union and, and the Parents Association is the approach to holistic learning and, and innovation. That, that, that's been a signature of, of, of your time.
3: Yeah, yeah. So the, um, one of the uh, main strategic directions that I focused on was Looking, helping the community understand what it means to be an innovative community to really embrace a whole new outlook on how teaching and learning can be um, dealt with and, and and celebrated within a college. So, to our, ask our boys to um, start to think more um, creatively, um, more diversely, and that, that learning can be a whole range of types of experiences, not just perhaps what they what they think is normal and what they think is the usual thing. So. We took down walls, we put up glass, we made classrooms transparent. That alone changes the way you teach. If people can see in, uh, then um, teaching changes, learning changes. The boys change their behaviour. So that was one of the key things we started with, to make learning transparent. And that was the first innovation that became a real signature of what's happening at the school. That then translates into teacher practice changing curriculum changing and then we moved into a whole master plan where all our buildings
1: became designed in that way. Yeah Ray, Craig, uh, Craig Markham, class of 99 if I don't mind saying and uh, as I said to you uh, a moment earlier, last time Yags and I were at the headmaster's office, so I don't think the outcome was as good as this one but I want to thank you for, for your time <laughs> today. Um, Waverley's got a great culture uh, there now and it's certainly been improved. I think it's, it's like layering a cake and You know, you come on board. My young fella, uh, you know, is is there and he's into his year 12 year next year. And what I have noticed is the culture at the school has moved uh, on, if you will, from really dominant sporting culture to a really nice mix and blend of academia and sport, which I think is a really important thing because we're embracing uh, so many new opportunities for our students. So you must be really proud to see through some of these great ventures.
3: Well, Craig, I'm really glad to hear you say that because that's probably one of the great hopes I had for my time here, that um, uh, that we can celebrate sport at this college and and the way in which the boys are successful at that. But that really is uh, something which contributes to the the, um, culture, not is the culture. The culture is a blend of things. Learning is the thing we do here. It's the prime task. And that learning includes what they learn on the sporting field, in the classroom, um, in their relationships, when they're overseas in East Timor. We're on a sporting tour, so um, we've, we've got a culture now. I think a, an atmosphere, a vibe at the college that is much more integrated. We're not we're not saying it was bad before. We're just saying it was different before, and now time the time demands us to be much more flexible, much more diversified in, in the way we present learning to boys.
0: Ray, you, you mentioned East Timor and uh, you know, mm-hmm. the immersion program. You know, social justice uh, has been a significant development. Uh, in, in recent years, together with the the RUOK, um yep. program with with the Larkin family um, that's certainly a, a, a change or, or, or another dimension to that holistic learning approach
3: that's right well I mean I suppose the highest the highest level of learning translates in how you can bring about change so if you're if you 've learned something and you you're able to change the way things happen or see that change is needed, that means that you 're really operating at a high a high level of thinking. And I think when our boys can embrace opportunities with social justice and talk about them, about how things change, how they are changed by those experiences, then you're really seeing true learning happening. And um, I'm very proud of the work that has always happened at the college before my time in social justice, led by Geraldine Cullen in the school. But we've moved it up another gear, Geraldine's moved into other areas too, and uh, we're looking at now a whole school approach, approach to advocacy, not just social justice. So advocating on behalf of others and um, really stepping up that, that momentum around White Ribbon Day, Are You U OK? Day, all the domestic violence, all those sorts of things that, um, that we really need our boys to be addressing. Yeah, so I'm really proud of that. And I'm proud of our immersions overseas because they're able to go to other cultures, other communities and show and learn from them. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. it's so hugely important. Ray, what makes a great teacher?
3: A great teacher is someone who can understand that their role can change within the classroom. So teachers can understand that um, when they're with those boys, with those young students, they can move from being a guide to being a giver of information to being a facilitator and always being concerned with the relationships in the classroom being hopeful and positive. We don't want teachers to be dealing in the ways perhaps that we um, experienced, where things are pretty inflexible in terms of classroom design or what a teacher should be. Sure. Uh, we, we now have teachers that can um, change their role and adapt to, to suit the circumstance.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Ray, uh, one thing that I, I did love about my time at Waverley College, and I see it in uh, generations before me and I see it in generations after me, and I think you've instilled and maintained this in our culture, what makes great leadership in a student? I see it. I know it's in our culture. But what is it to you that makes our students great le- uh, leaders when they leave?
3: The evidence I see at this school, and hopefully we've built on that, is that great leaders develop other leaders. So at Waverley College, you always see a culture of leadership developing leadership. Not someone to say, I'm going to be a leader. I want to lead this area. But I want to lead because I want to teach others to lead. Yeah. So the whole cadet program um, does that. It transfers leadership skills down, gives responsibility to boys at lower levels. Our whole rugby and sporting program develops leaders younger down in in the whole um, organization. So you can't just aim to be a leader without taking on that responsibility that you have to develop other leaders. That's the authority I have with teachers as well, um, that I'm here to develop leadership within my staff, not just to be the leader myself.
0: So, so Ray, that's consistent with you know, the idea of liberating the potential of every learner, and that's right. It, 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 it was fantastic to see um, uh, His Ex- Excellency Peter Cosgrove at the the opening of the the, the Taz Building, and, and and the blessing of the gym and and, and the Taz Building by Richard Umbers, uh, the, the the Bishop. But one of the things that yeah. Peter Cosgrove said was that Waverley currently offers the highest number of courses in New South Wales. I, I found that very interesting.
3: Yeah, well, I think. The, the word we need is the broadest range of courses. So um, that, that's, that, that's what I think he he meant to say. Yes. So we, we may not offer the highest, but the broadest. So we're we're offering courses to suit the broadest range of abilities of students. So the, the reason we built these buildings is to ensure that the community understands that Waverley is there for every type of kid. So we're building state-of-the-art manual arts rooms, state-of-the-art hospitality kitchens. We've got great fitness classrooms too, great science labs but we didn't have this, this full range of facilities which allowed every type of kid to succeed. And I think we're, we're putting our money where the Edmund Rice ethos is. Cater for all abilities, all types of learning. And um, Peter himself admits, you know, he was not the, um, at the top of the form. He was one of those kids who really worked hard to get where he got, and he was complimenting us on, on really not resting on our laurels on making sure that we're
1: catering to every kid. Yeah. Ray, uh, just lastly for me, you oversaw about $23 million worth of works uh, throughout the school. Is there one particular project? I mean, some of the things you said before... They're real opening You don't understand until someone like yourself articulates it. It's a fantastic initiative to break walls down and, and put glass in and put these amazing... Because, like you say, the behaviour changes, the culture changes. It's very transparent. Yeah. Is there a particular project that you're particularly proud of? Because you've overseen so much in your seven years at the college and given so much, emotionally invested. But is there one thing you go home and say, hey, I was part of that?
3: I hope... I, I can't cl- make claim to this, but I do hope that we have a really positive, proactive community at this school where people are hopeful, where people aren't dealing in negative language, where every learner can be liberated, where every teacher can grow, where every family is welcome. And I just, that's the language I've always used in my speeches, in my letters, when I'm walking around the school, you know, you translate what you say into those sorts of terms. And you can build as many buildings as you want to but if you haven't made a difference to the way people relate to one another then you haven't made a difference yeah and i hope that the vibe about waverly college out there in the community and within the community is one which says positive hopeful proactive place for boys to grow and learn well said
0: excellent well, well ray look you're completing your term as as head of Waverley college at the end of this year and you've been appointed as the National Director of Identity and Liberating Education for Edmund Rice Education Australia. Just on behalf of the way of the community, I'd, I'd just like to congratulate you on on your seven years here at, uh, at the college and uh, wish you every success in your new role.
3: Well, I really appreciate appreciate the chance to have a chat to you. Uh, I'll miss the place greatly, but I won't be too far away in case uh, you know any, anyone needs me. <laughs> but um, um, I'll be looking forward to, I suppose, maybe having an influence on the national agenda. And that will benefit Waverly, I hope, as well. Oh, we know
1: who to ring. We've got the mobile number, Ray. Don't worry. We'll get that swimming pool fixed up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Good to talk to you all. Thank you so much for spending
1: time on the Wavelength podcast.
3: Thanks a lot.
1: All the best. Well, Yags, it was a terrific interview with uh, Ray Paxton. And I think, you know, a man in his position, it's it's a very vulnerable one at times because everyone has so many expectations of, of your leadership. Um, you're also open to so much criticism, but I think he, the school, the parents, the students will look back on his time with some really fond memories and the legacy he left has been such a positive one and we really wish him the best.
0: That's right. And you know, when you think of a head of college, it's, it's not just the administration, the human resources, the, the fiscal responsibility, but it's that pastoral care overlay. And I think Ray brought a a real human element to the role and uh, has, has left a wonderful legacy.
1: I've got to tell you, I really, really uh, resonated and loved what he said about breaking those walls down and, and actually opening up classrooms and putting some glass petitioning in and, and making corridors and making the school flow throughout. You know, I, I don't have an expertise in feng shui, but I can tell you the, the school definitely flows a lot better, and I think it breeds or builds that positivity and that happiness within that school that he talked about in the culture. Well,
0: the new technical applied uh, studies building and its connection now with the uh, brother Lacey, Jim, uh, it, it, it's part of the capital works that he's initiated and, and the strategy that he's developed for the college together with the board. And I think uh, he leaves Waverley in, in, in very good hands.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And we're going to come back after this break and we're going to talk to, of course, another doy of the college and a, a man synonymous within the community, particularly Waverley Cricket, uh, the great Phil O'Sullivan, class of 1938. Looking forward to catching up with him next. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast and our next guest online is an absolute legend of our college. He's a legend of Waverley Oval with his contribution to the cricket there. He's also a legend of the Eastern Suburbs. And if you've ever been down Denison Street and seen the famous family garage of the O'Sullivan's, you know it, the one with the Bowser out the front. And if you weren't, that celebrated ninety years uh this year. But we have him online of course to talk to us about all this and more in his time at the college the great Phil O'Sullivan. Phil, you're with us.
4: Thank you very much. That's a very good in, uh, introduction.
1: Oh, well, it's good after a couple of takes.
4: You are improving. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget my OAM there too. That's that's very important. Well, that's,
1: that's one of our questions for you, but uh, i tell you what, right. I'm so glad you mentioned it.
0: 2000, <laughs>
1: 2013, Phil.
0: Now, Phil, um, one thing that I've noticed is... Uh, you and Joan, uh, the lovely Joan, have been married for uh, 70 years, and recently you retired from the old boys after 70 years. Perfect, perfectly correlated. Is, 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 is there something there uh, that once you get married you join the old boys?
4: Well, I thought instead of staying at home listening to Joan in my ear, it might be good to get up to the old boys because a lot of them talk like old women anyhow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think 70 years of anything is, is a wonderful achievement, both in marriage and in terms of your commitment to the old boys. Of course, during that time, uh, you've held various positions, including president.
4: Yeah, uh, well... Was I, I was a uh, vice president and a council member. Amazing, but I, I was president or well, acting president many, many, many times. So I don't know how you clear that well, out. Officially I, officially, I don't think I was classed as a president.
1: Well, neither's Donald Trump, but I tell you what, he's done all right. So we're going to call you the president because we think uh, you know the contribution you made is amazing.
4: Okay. Yep. Well, I don't mind. I've been president of Waverley Cricket Club for many years up
1: there. Yeah, certainly a topic um, on our on a list of questions. Phil, just taking back to the college, can you tell us take us back a little bit to when you first went to Waverley? You know, your family would have started the garage through your uh, your father, and, and you've gone up as a young Waverley boy. What was it like? Who were your mates? What were you wearing?
4: Yes, I started off wearing shorts. Then I graduated to poop catchers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you want to describe what the poop catchers were? Knickerbockers. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> now, the school there, I mean, you walk in, walk in as a young kid, and I guess you've got, uh, you, know, well, I,
4: you know... I came from a ladies' college, actually. Um, yep. I went with my sister to St. Patrick's down at Paddington. Yes. St. Patrick's Ladies' College. And uh, there I met Ollie Roach... Who later on oh, I met back up at Waverley College, but yeah, wow. And then the next year, um, I went up to St Charles. I was there for about six months, and I heard that Wally Roach was up at Waverley College, and he was my little friend from Paddington, and um, they transferred me up there.
0: So that's one of the things, Phil, the the, the mateships and the, uh, the the relationships that you develop at the, the school. So, um, yeah. In terms of uh, the, the Christian brothers and the teachers, who, who do you remember? Who, who stands out?
4: There's one particular one. Um, Brother Skeen. We call him Skeeter. We yeah, do. PJ Skeen.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he, he ran the Sodality at one stage.
4: Yes, he did. Okay, I was in his class, sixth class, and three of us were down the back near where the old building was, where the um, um, burner was. And yep. you walk through there to go to the park, where the buses were. Okay, yep.
1: near Centennial Park.
4: There, Wally Rose, Noel Fowler, Farrelly and myself went down and bought a packet of Cavalier cigarettes, and six for threepence. And we're down there, and we're having a little puff, puffing away. Brother Screen come around quarters, up to my room last oh, year. We're shivering away. Up we go, and he said, "Right," he said. If you're caught here again, you will not play in my football team again. He was the coach of our junior school, first 15, and the three of us were in that, you know? Wow. And I'll tell you right now, we never, or I didn't, never put another cigarette in my mouth, and I was about 12 or 13, whatever it was.
0: Well, lesson learned
4: there. So I got home, and Mum said, Oh, you're all flushed up, what happened? So I told her. And she said, well, that was wrong, and he was right. I said, why is he right over here? Anyhow, it was coming up towards Christmas, and she bought a box of Californian chocolates. They were in a wooden box. I, I can still see them. Christmas came up. I went up, and my mother said to say sorry and give you these.
1: Phil, over the years, I mean, you obviously uh, have fond memories of, uh, of uh, as you just mentioned, Brother Skeen. What about other uh, Waverlians? You know, you know, you went to school in the era of the likes of Dave Brown, Bill Watson, Cyril Towers. Anyone stick out as your mates or someone you went through in that era? Uh,
4: yeah, well, talking about Dave Brown, he became a good, very good friend of our family. Um, I used to go to the races and meet him over at the races. and uh, uh, Another great
1: Waverley College tradition?
4: Yeah, now, look, he used to come down to the garage and get his car fixed up and all that sort of thing, and he and Nell, his wife, I'd drive him back to Bronte surf sheds, you know, stuff like that, and we became very, very good friends, Dave and I, yeah. So, G um, G was a good player. God, oh, the best. Are. Unbelievable.
0: So, Phil, just, just to go in another direction now, um, one of the things synonymous with the garage, with the O'Sullivan family, uh, the college buses. Yes. Brother Dwyer and Brother O'Connor, I I believe you've got a story you'd like to share.
4: Mm. Yes, I have. I was working this day, and on comes the phone, and uh, you're on the phone, so I come in. Oh, Fell to me, boy, he said. The brother You've got to get up here in the bus. The bus will start, it was start. I said, Have they pressed in the cutout switch? I said, It was fitted during the week. It's just a big lever, and you push it in, and it connects everything up. And instead of leaving it in there overnight, you just pull it out, and it disconnects all the electrics, you know? So, anyhow, and I have it done everything. All so I drive up, and sure enough, a switch is not pushed in. Brother Dwyer's sitting in the bus seat and in the seat waiting to say... I said, what's that there? You haven't pushed it in. Oh, oh. He pushes in and starts up immediately. So Brother O'Connor and I get out of the bus. And as I said, if the F-word was in vogue in those days, Brother O'Connor used it from the bus right up to his office upstairs. he blowing, is in absolute agony. So um, that was that. But the, the buses, we um, looked after them every, uh, every two months, I think it was, they come down, we'd check them all over and go through them. And uh, But uh, another one on the bus, so that was after the war, uh, they bought a bus uh, from the Army. We went up on the train, we got the bus, brought it down, and we had to take it to Ronnie Reinberger's place, uh, which was, in those days, uh, panel beating. And it was opposite St Charles Hall, right there in Carrington Road. Anyhow, we got the bus in there, and it was there for about three weeks because they had to repaint it. They had to scrape it right back, repaint it, a whole lot of it. And um, when it was finished, I rang up the college, and I, I was down there, and... Uh, I let them know that the bus was ready and Mazzarini. I'll come down and get it. I said, no, I'll bring it up. No, I'll be down now. I'll be down now. I said, well, OK. So he came down and had a look at it. Oh, good, good. Beautiful. It was the crest, everything was on. it." And I said, well, I'll bring it out side because it's fairly close, you know. No, I want to drive it out. He got in it, went back right along the side he straightened all the side of it <laughs> the emblem and everything As i said right up i said drive it back in again now <laughs> i drove the bloody thing back in another two weeks had to do it all over again so there were two things about the bus that really stitch, stitch in my mind you know
1: michael's going to introduce a little segment we do with all of our uh, guests and all right so oh. you ready phil
0: my Miss- always ready.
4: Okay. but I'm not, not always able. <laughs> okay, so this is,
0: this is in, in relation to your time at Waverley as a student. So, favourite teacher? Sorry, favourite teacher? Yeah.
4: Brother Skeen, PJ Skeen.
0: Best subject? History. Worst
4: subject? Mass. What house were you in? It wasn't a house in those days. Well, it was
0: there, just a... there you go, that's the class of 38. Who was the yep. college captain in your final year?
4: I think it was Brady. Brady?
0: And who yeah. is the best sportsman, you think, from your era?
4: From my era? Well, there are a lot of good ones in my era, but uh, can we go back to Dave Brown? Dave Brown, it too.
0: is. Dave Brown, right. it is. Excellent. All right. All right, Phil. Well, look, that that's fantastic. We we hope to get in touch again and get get some more stories from you. But thanks for your time here for the Wavelength podcast.
1: Okay, Phil, you're an absolute and, uh, legend of the school, and uh, you know a pillar of the community. And we really, really appreciate talking to us on Wavelength today.
4: Tell him I'm to be on time next bloody time. Oh, I can't okay. waste four minutes sitting on oh. my bum waiting for him. No way.
0: <laughs> Every minute's precious. All right, okay. cheerio, Phil. Good on you. All very the best, much. Phil. God Bye. bless.
1: Thank you very much. Yikes, it's amazing to see the impact the college has had on so many generations. And for a man in his 90s, he is uh, sounds like he's in great health and it's a great institution. And you, so he speaks with such fond memories of the college in his time.
0: He's a a great man, Phil, and a wonderful family, the O'Sullivan family, and working with him uh, with the old boys in the last 20 years, he's certainly been a a steady hand there, and uh, he has a great love for the
1: college. Yeah, and a huge amount of history. This this is a time forgotten, I guess, uh, in this community. His Dad started the uh, service station down there at Denison Street, and he he left school to, to, I suppose, uh, take over, and uh, take over he has, and he almost took over this podcast because he was so good.
3: Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Welcome back to the Wavelength
0: Podcast. Now, Bush, before we go, Uh, Just some news that the acting head of college for 2017 has been appointed. It's Graeme Letty. Yep, and uh, he'll he'll do a stellar job uh, in in the role while they source a permanent replacement.
1: Yeah, we wish Graeme all the best, and of course we wish Ray Paxton all the best. Yags, I think it'd be remiss if we didn't uh, thank all of our guests. Uh, You know, His Excellency uh, Sir Peter Cosgrove, our Governor General, uh, you know, for the little snippet there for the opening of the TAS. Also, got uh, you know to thank Mr. Ray Paxton for his time here and. Phil O'Sullivan, what a great wave earlier. Absolutely. That's it for this week's
0: show. Uh, of course, brought to you by Radio Hub and the Waverley College Old Boys Union. Till next time.